Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Bama Beat Pick'em's podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Um, as always, I'm joined by Cecil Hurt and Clint Lamb. First quick word on um, our, I guess, not really new sponsor. They've been around almost three weeks now, Homefield Apparel. Homefield is premium licensed collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis. It's incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. I hope, hopefully, y'all have gone to the website, uh, homefieldapparel.com, and checked out all these really, really cool designs they have. Um, like I think I shared last week, I really like the crew uh, sweatshirt. I'm also a big fan. There's a, a naked elephant on there that I'm a really big fan of. Um, but all, all of their designs are really, really cool. And, like, I can speak from experience. Their shirts are, like, of the highest quality. You're talking those, like, really nice, you know, feeling T-shirts. It's just comfortable to wear around the house, comfortable to wear outside, comfortable to wear to the game. Um, so go to Bam, uh, sorry, go to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code Bama Beat. It's one word, Bama Beat, and get 20% off of your first purchase. Um, they actually sent me a couple of free shirts. I'm actually about to make a purchase, and I'm definitely going to use the uh, promo code 20% off Bama Beat. They have one of the cool designs they have is I don't know if y'all seen it. If you follow SB Nation and every every day should be Saturday, guys, but they have the sad Yukon Husky. Um, they have a shirt with that on it. I'm definitely going to buy that shirt. So again, that's homefieldapparel.com. <laughs> Promo code Bama Beat. Gents, how we doing? Fantastic. How are you guys doing? Hunter, you're not recording this from the side of um, the highway, are you? Not, not to my knowledge. No, why? Uh, just that's where some people do their their call-ins. I was watching ESPN last. I was watching ESPN last night. <laughs> Yeah, Bruce Pearl pulled up into a Golden Corral park. Oh, did he do it? I, I didn't. I wasn't sure about that. But. I mean, he might have actually just. He might have been in the middle of a buffet dinner and decided he needed to walk outside <laughs> to do this call. The chocolate fountain. <laughs> uh, I cannot laugh because you know I've had to do the same thing, but it's generally been radio, you know, yep. or, or something. A buddy of mine sent me a thing where on Twitter. Bruce Pearl was trending because people were talking about how disheveled he looked. And like, I was like, man, I was on this trend. Early. Yeah. Even, even I, I will say this. And the reason um, it's okay to poke a little fun, even his own son, Stephen, was making fun of it, you know, for being, honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen for, that as I'm blocked by Stephen Pearl on Twitter and have been for some time. <laughs> well, I'm just passing along the information. Thank you. Even, Thank you for even Stephen thought it was funny. So that makes me feel better. Well, we got some, uh, Tough games, as Hunter put it, before we we start recording uh, to pick this week. That just when I was going through, you know, last week um, we ended up not having a podcast, and I'll be, you know, first to admit that it was completely my fault, and you guys were very understanding that I had to take a little bit of time off. But uh, you know, I feel like this has been the toughest week of games as far as now. When I was going through and picking games, it's like okay, if, if you got two top twenty-five teams. Regardless of the spread, you're going to throw that on there. Um, you got, you know, a very interesting game, which we'll talk about first. But then we actually have a pretty good slate of SEC games. Uh, it, maybe not from a quality um, standpoint necessarily. A couple of them are pretty good, but just from the fact that we have several to choose from after, you know, last week of having several canceled, so that's good. Um, but we'll kind of just go ahead and dive in. 
And we'll start off with number seven, Cincinnati, going on the road to take on UCF. And Cincinnati, undefeated, is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Hunter, who you like in this one? This is probably one of the easier picks that I had. And, of course, I'm taking a, a road favorite, so I shouldn't feel great about it. But this was the one where I was like, yeah, I feel like Cincinnati's going to do this. I like where the line's at at five-and-a-half. Five they could win by six, and you feel you're okay. Um, I think Cincinnati's defense is good. They've already stopped some really good quarterbacks this year, and now they're going up against one of the best guys um, in, the, in the conference. So, But I, I think they can do it. I think their defense is up to the task. So I'm going Cincinnati to cover. This game, opened as a, yeah, this game opened as a pick, and it's been bet up. Um, Cincinnati, obviously, uh, getting most of, the, most of the spread money. So, um, I'd love home I dog. Get it a pick. I'm sorry. I said I prefer getting it at a pick, but yeah, yeah, that's what it, it it opened at a pick. Um, so it's been it's been a lot of Cincinnati action. Um, you know, Central. I guess this game is for the national championship. Um, <laughs> so. Um, because if UCF beats an undefeated team, then that automatically makes them, I guess, national champs. Or Auburn. Or, right, or a team that wears, you know, purple helmets, or a team that, yeah, it's always a criteria. Or the or the Collie Matrix, which which nobody in Tuscaloosa can complain about. That's the whole right. gate system. So, so nobody's poking fun. You know, Alabama's done it too back. 79 years ago. So we got to feel like Wayne Addison is going to be on this game. <laughs> he is. He, Wayne may declare it over. It's like a referee <laughs> stopping the fight. Um, I won't go on much longer. Um, I'll take um, the home underdog. I'll take UCF on the points. Yeah, I, I kind of struggle with this one a little bit too, but I trust Cincinnati's defense a lot more. Uh, UCF's defense has been like, I think they're just outside the top 90 in yards allowed per game. Desmond Renner, one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the country right now. I think Dylan Gabriel, uh, his ability to push the ball downfield, he should have a little bit of success. But with it being less than a touchdown, I do think Cincinnati ends up covering that. So I'm going to take Cincinnati, which is probably not a good sign for Hunter and I out the gate. Um, all right, next game on the list. What, what, whatever, dude. I'm good this year. I don't, I don't need Cecil. I, I'm good. <laughs> good point. Uh Number 10, Wisconsin, seven-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road to take on number 19, Northwestern. You know, I'll go ahead and hop on this one first. Northwestern, surprising 4-0 team in the Big Ten. Um, I'm just not convinced that they're going to have enough firepower offensively to make this a contest. They've been pretty good defensively, but Wisconsin has been a very balanced team. We've only seen them play two games, so it's not like – you know, um, we have a whole lot to go off of, but they've blown out both opponents, including a very terrible Michigan uh, team. I think Graham Mertz is the real deal, uh, and I think that he'll be enough to cover that seven-and-a-half-point line. I would love, considering it's on the road, I would love it if it was a seven-point line or less, but I'll take the seven-and-a-half. Uh, Cecil, who do you got? Yeah, I'm like you. I hate that hook, um, that half-point dangling out there. Um, because I'm going to take Wisconsin. Obviously, if I were taking Northwestern, I would love that hook, but um, I'm going to take Wisconsin here, even though Northwestern is um, home dog, getting some points. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to, to see 
where that uh, falls over under wise to 42 and a half, which is not looking for a lot of scoring from either side. Big 10. That's a big 10 number right there. Um, but so, so uh, for that reason and for, for them being a home dog, I probably should be taking Northwestern, but I'm not, I'm taking Wisconsin in this position. What about you, Hunter? At first, you know, I was kind of worried about the possibility of um, a letdown for Wisconsin after last week. You know, a big win over Michigan, who, I mean, like you said, Michigan does suck. But it's still a big win for them. But um, I think Wisconsin's pretty good this year. Uh, I'm gonna, They've looked really good in their only two games. So, yeah, I'm going to take Wisconsin as well. So All right. Northwestern's going to win straight up. So. Yeah, anybody that's bet, bet the farm on Northwestern. Uh all right, next game on the list, number nine, Indiana, another top tw- uh, ten. Actually, this is the only top ten versus top ten game of the weekend, but number nine, Indiana, undefeated, going on the road to take on number three, Ohio State. Ohio State is a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Cecil, who do you got? Um, I'm going to take Ohio State here, and, and I think Indiana's done a great job. Uh, Coach Allen's done a, a great job of sort of making them – relevant and in the conversation and for the sake of chaos i would love to see the uh love to see the hoosiers win but um again we, we talk about the hook yeah I, i'm glad ohio state's not minus 21 um so at, at 20 and a half and and with the way that they've been scoring points and they're I guess a necessity. I'm not accusing them of running up scores. They just have to look good for the committee because they're going to have fewer games than SEC teams are. Um, I'm taking Ohio State here. Hunter, what about you? I am also taking Ohio State. I'm sorry. No, I'm not taking Ohio State. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm, taking, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Indiana here, um, if only because um, our podcast sponsor, Home Field Apparel, they're huge Indiana people, and they're – it's kind of fun to – pull for indiana the whole nine win indiana thing um yeah i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm taking indiana because i want to see it happen see in any typical year uh if an indiana squad was four and oh and that included wins over penn state and michigan uh we would view that as being pretty respectable but those two teams i think are like a combined one and six right now um including an oh and four penn state squad the overall record of the teams that they've actually played is like three and eleven, uh, so they just haven't really played anybody up to this point. That makes me convinced that they're a true uh, contender there in the Big Ten. Even though you have to respect what they've done, they've they've gone out and beat who they needed to beat. Um, but at the same time, I'm completely with Cecil on this one. If it was 21 points or more, I might start thinking about this going the other way. But I feel pretty confident with it being at 20 and a half that Indiana is not going to be able to break that 24 game losing streak against the Buckeyes. So I'm going to take Ohio State in this one. As well. All right. I can't wait to strut my ass off next week when Indiana covers. <laughs> when Indiana covers. Um, you know, <laughs> in, Indiana's won Indiana's won straight up. They're they're four and zero against the spread, as well as four and zero on the field, and that included um, underdog straight up wins against Penn State and Michigan. So good good teams win, great teams cover. They are they are four and zero against the line. Well, oh man, I can't even imagine what next. If you know what next week, I might have to take some time off if uh, 
if Ohio State doesn't end up covering the spread. And we might have, <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, it, I mean, it could end up eighteen, and I wouldn't feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't, you know, know what just, was going to happen. I in can't deal with Hunter. If Indi- if Indiana wins, then it's straight up. Then then uh, we'll have to cancel. We were, we will refer to this podcast next week as Hunter Johnson and the Two Stooges. If <laughs> Indiana wins straight up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game on the list, number 18, Oklahoma, seven-point favorite going on the road to take on number 14, Oklahoma State. The line started out at nine and a half. It's gone, to, I think, to seven now. Hunter, who you got? I got Oklahoma winning straight up. Oh, they're minus seven. Do you have Oklahoma idiot. covering the spread? Wait, 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 I, I, wait I, heard somewhere, I heard somewhere that Oklahoma State was a favorite. I guess I was – I guess no. they were the higher oh, – they were the you higher you ranked team. You must have been in Stillwater over the weekend. Yeah, they're the right? higher ranked team. They are um, the, the higher ranked team. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to take Oklahoma, even though I read this line completely wrong because I'm an idiot and I started looking at lines at 8.15 <laughs> this morning. Um, yeah, yeah, you want to – you want to give me Oklahoma plus seven, and I'm I'm a happy camper. What do you think, yeah, Cecil? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to take Oklahoma uh, because partly because as um, as y'all say, it's it's got it's been bet down. You know, it, it it opened at nine and a half, ten in some places, and. You know, it's it's down to seven. Um, you know, the the money's pretty evenly spread, I think, in Vegas on this game. Um, the other thing, the the over unders not. I mean, for a Big Twelve game, fifty nine is not a unreachable number. But um, I don't know. I just don't. I, I just think Oklahoma will find a way to to win by a touchdown. See, I, I think that me and you were on the same wavelength with this, uh, Cecil, because when it started off at nine and a half, you know, I, I probably would have been leaning Oklahoma State at that point, especially nine and a half, ten, anything in that range. But I told myself if this thing got to seven or under, I'd go the opposite way. Um, you know, you got Spencer Sanders versus Spencer Rattler, the battle of the Spencers at quarterback. But Rattler, you know, one of the things that had me thinking, you know, it's potentially – uh, a game that Oklahoma State could end up covering is, you know, Rattler's been kind of prone to, to interceptions. He's got 12 of them this year, and it's on the road. Oklahoma State, um, you know, ha- has had a very good defense this year. But at the same time, I just think that Oklahoma's starting to get the ball rolling. Hopefully they're able to go on the road and get this done. But, I, you know, and, and with where the spread was at, it's like I said, I told myself if it reached seven or less, I'd go the opposite way. But anything more than that, now it's going to Oklahoma State. So the fact that it hit seven before we made this, I'm going with Oklahoma as well. Yeah, Oklahoma's covered four games in a row now. Yeah, um, they're, now. they're really starting to get things one going. Of, one of those is Kansas, which they just couldn't put a big enough number up there. But, but you know, they covered against Texas. They covered against TCU. Covered against Texas Tech. Um, so that they seem to be – rounding into shape all right next game on the list the first sec game of the slate mississippi state is going on the road to take on number 13 georgia and the bulldogs are 25 point home favorites this game is really interesting to me i'll go ahead and go first um and it is it jt daniels time because it's starting to look like it i know kirby i think kirby said he's gonna start daniels Okay, so that has been. Okay, I, see, I hadn't yeah, heard I that. Kirby, I, knew that was, I think Kirby said that last night. 
okay, so finally. Uh, it was trending in that direction. I think everybody kind of knew. Uh, it's very unfortunate as far as just the timing of it. It's like, wow, so JT just gets healthy enough right after you get that second loss and pretty much have taken yourself out of um, the, the SEC championship run uh, because Florida's now going to have to lose two more times for, for uh, Georgia to be able to get in. So that's just very unfortunate timing, or they just waited too long. I don't know which it is, but – the fact that JT Daniels is going to be in there, I'm not 100% convinced that he's going to be just this huge game changer because I, I'm kind of worried why he wasn't. I understand that they've kind of said it was health related and they wanted to make sure he was 100% and knock rust off and all that. But, um, I mean, it, there's just there's some worry there. But I do think he's enough to make a difference for this Georgia offense. And Mississippi State going against that Georgia defense, I just don't think they're going to be able to have any sort of success, especially on the road. Um, that, that Bulldogs, I guess it's Bulldogs versus Bulldogs, but Mississippi State has had zero, um, you know, impact as far as their offense goes in, in recent weeks or really since week one. So I'm going to go ahead and give up the 25 points. If it was at Mississippi State, I'd probably take State in the 25, but I'll give it up in this instance and take the Bulldogs. So, Hunter, who you got? I'm going Mississippi State. I just think it's probably going to be a lower scoring game, which was mainly Georgia runs an archaic offense. And, um, I just yeah, over-under is 44, so. Yes, I just don't see him getting, like, to cover 25. And I, who knows? I mean, maybe Mississippi State's due you know, at least a decent game on offense. <laughs> They're due. You know, they hadn't covered. They beat LSU in the opener. That's the last time they covered. Yeah. So, so maybe they're due. So they, they have failed. You know, Vegas is trying to find find where to put the line. Um, it's been – Less than a month ago, uh, they were a, um, and now they're getting 25 points. But um, they've had so many guys opt out. Nathan Pickering opting out this week. Uh, I, I, again, real world talk. If I were were really in Las Vegas, I wouldn't touch this game. Um, too many unknowns. Way too many unknowns. But since we're in the world of you got to pick one or the other, um, I'm going to take Georgia. So, and what did you say the over-under was in this game? 44 and a half. I honestly would not be surprised. 44 if, or 44 and a half. Yeah, I would not be surprised if this was like a 31 to 3, 31 to 0 type of game. Um, <laughs> I just don't – and we'll see. Maybe Mississippi State's yeah. offense comes out. But against they have, Georgia's defense, I mean, you can't sit there and say you think they're, they're going to all of a sudden figure things out when they're get going against – I mean, you look at Kentucky, um, who has struggled offensively, and they go against Georgia, and they put up three points, and they get absolutely nothing going. And I'm not convinced that, that Mississippi State is going to be any different. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, they are not terrible. I haven't seen them in person. They're not terrible defensively, but they've lost some guys. And, and um, Georgia will – Maybe maybe Daniels will be the the key for them. Maybe that's what – and he's been injured. I'm not saying it, it was strictly a straight-up decision, but maybe maybe he'll make a big difference for them. So it, it, I, I'm going to take of, Georgia. Again, I don't like this game, but I'm taking Georgia. It would be kind of hilarious if, like, JT Daniels comes out and, like, he's just, like, incredible, like, clearly the missing link, and they've already lost two games. And yeah, away. <laughs> that's kind of – I, I kind of – against Mississippi State, and I understand that they've been much better defensively, so expecting that it's not like they're going against Ole Miss's defense and he's guaranteed to look good. But, I mean, at the same time, I would not be surprised 
if he ends up coming out and ended up you know, adding completely changing the dynamic of the team because defensively they play great. Uh, they haven't had a ton of weapons in the passing game for any of their quarterbacks, but at the same time, I just I think that kind of like Tennessee and some other teams, they're kind of a quarterback away from being a much different team to have to prepare for, and it's going to be very unfortunate if he ends up having you know just a a hell of a first game and everybody's like man if you could have just done this against florida maybe or you know earlier against alabama maybe you're looking you know you're not on the outside looking in i mean at this point they've guaranteed they're not making the college football playoffs so um just we'll, we'll see i it might be health related i just find it very strange the timing of it that you just lose your the game uh the the second game that you, you really couldn't afford to lose and then all of a sudden you, you make the, the the switch now. It's like he, he couldn't have been prepared a week before or a couple weeks before. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll I don't know what his I don't know what his injury situation is. hundred percent. So yeah. All right. Um, so that's going to do it for the first five games. We got another five on the other side of the break. So definitely stick around. Um, so far, so good. I, I can't see any that I'm just absolutely hating. In fact, now that I'm no okay, Cecil took. Uh, UCF in the first game, and I took Cincinnati. I was about to say, I, I felt like there for a second, me and Cecil had all the same picks, which I didn't like. But, okay, all right, we're going we're gonna to get into the rest of the SEC games. This has been the Bama Beat Podcast, brought to you by Homefield Apparel and Wickles Pickles. Hey, Alabama fans, how do you chill out each week? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, a perfect moment to unwind in our busy lives. If your game is on, or any game for that matter, reach for Coors Light and that mountain cold refreshment. When you want to chill out, flip to the channels and crack open a cold Coors Light. Each week, the games are getting more and more important. Make sure your refrigerator is stocked up with the one that is made to chill, Coors Light. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door, or at .coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to the Bama Beat Pickums Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. A quick word on Wickles. Wickles, wickedly delicious. Pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. Wickles are proud to be Alabama-owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner, their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get their hands on a jar. But since 1998, they've been bringing the sweet and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at wicklespickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. Let's say you're not you're not a big cook, you know, like I, I, I like to cook some, but I'm not. I, I don't have enough uh, confidence really in my cooking to like take something over like to my parents. We're doing a small Thanksgiving this year, immediate family only. You know, I don't feel confident to take like. My macaroni and cheese over there. I don't feel good enough about it. Just take some wickles, man. Just take some, everybody likes wickles. Just take wickles over to over to the back. <laughs> All right, so we're uh, got five more SEC games, which is excellent news. Um, and we'll kind of just go ahead. And, this is where it kind of starts to suck. Yeah, uh, this these are some tough lines. Uh, I'll, I pretty much, in fact, all of them. It, 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 it's already started with Georgia and Mississippi State, but it continues. Um, yeah, through these next five, I think. And I, I would say that there's one that I'm I'm pretty confident in, and we'll just kind of have to see. But all right, first game up in the second half of these picks, uh, Missouri is a six and a favorite going on the road to take on South Carolina. Cecil, who you got? Um, man, I, this is, this is the one, I, I don't know 
who's got what, who's got available players. Um, we're recording on Thursday morning. I guess it's going to get played, but uh, we'll see how the testing goes. You know, Missouri's right on the edge and, and has been right on the edge. South Carolina, I think, had four opt-outs since Will Muschamp was was dismissed. Um, I guess I'm going to take South Carolina just on a rally around the new coach situation. Um, that's that's really about all I can see from from this game. Um, one by twenty points, it wouldn't shock me. You know, you just don't know what the situation is. So um, it, it's just a hard game to call. I'm going to take Carolina. Again, strictly on the rally around the interim coach kind of deal. So, yeah, and, and uh, Mike Bobo has some experience, of course, being a head coach. He does. He's, he does. He's, he's the interim guy. I could totally see him being the type of, of interim coach that the team rallies around. And because there's so much uncertainty, the fact that you're almost giving me a touchdown at home for South Carolina, I think that's the safest thing that you can rely on in this game because there's so many uncertainties. So I yeah, agree with I, you. I'm going with the six and a half points as well. I'll say this. If they don't win this one, you may see them literally, literally pack in the rest of the season. Literally. Just just call it. Just, just, just have contact tracing take them out of the rest of their games. Yeah. Uh, take the – Take their ball and go home. Uh, so, yeah, I got South Carolina. Cecil's got South Carolina. Hunter, who you got? I, too, am going South Carolina, which I feel like Cecil takes <laughs> Missouri a ton this year. So, I'm a little bit thrown off there. But, no, I'm going to go South Carolina, too. Just And kind of what Cecil said, kind of just a rally around. Like, um, you know, rally, yeah, just, you know, rally around there. You know, I know that I'll, their players really like Muschamp, I think. Um, and I wonder if they don't kind of use that as kind of a win-one for him type deal. Yeah, again, just as I know most people are aware, this game started either at Pick or Missouri, a uh, one-point favorite. And because of everything that's gone on with South Carolina, Missouri's now a um, six-and-a-half-point favorite. And it's just, a, you know, might have been pushed a little, a little bit of – a little bit too much. So get, getting South Carolina at home plus those points, plus we'll see if they can rally. But now, again, confident in this game. South Carolina's defense has been terrible, terrible um, since they beat Auburn. And, um, you know, they've given up 53 points a game to LSU, to the West, LSU, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss. Uh, I don't think Missouri can put 53 on them. So uh, again, I'll take I'll take the home dog here, and we I guess we all will, right? Yeah, it's uh that's yeah we've had a few games I guess that we've all picked the same. Uh, we all p- picked Wisconsin, we all picked Oklahoma, and we all picked South Carolina. So those are the games to avoid or go the opposite way if you want to. Uh, next game on the list, LSU is going on the road to take on Arkansas and. LSU is a two and a half point favorite. Now I know that now Cecil, maybe you can clarify this. People were saying earlier in the week that Arkansas was like a two or two and a half point favorite. Did this swing or did I get the line wrong? Or I mean, what's kind of the history with this one? 
Let me check on the line history while um, Hunter makes his pick. I had a tough time with this one, um, but I decided to go um, go with Arkansas. No real reasoning there. Just I feel like LSU might be packing it in, um, so I'm going to go Arkansas. And I think yeah. Arkansas is going to play hard. It, yes, to, to, to answer your question, Clint, um, Arkansas opened as a two-point favorite. Because and, and it was a big deal because Arkansas obviously was winless in the SEC last year and, and LSU was the national championship and it was a LSU was a forty two point favorite last year against Arkansas. Um, it opened at Arkansas as a two point favorite minus two. It's now LSU as a two and a half point favorite. Well, for for me, uh, we still don't know if Miles Brennan's done for the year. We know he's not playing in this game, if I'm not mistaken. That's been right. uh, already determined, and he could end up being out for the year. But Arkansas did get rocked by Florida, but I actually think they uh, and they did still have some good things against Florida. It's just you know Florida offensively is is very tough right now, um, and, and I'm just the. I don't know if there's some information that someone knows that I don't, but I don't know how this line switched from Arkansas being, you know, the favorite by almost a, a field goal to to LSU. But you're talking about Arkansas being at home. You're talking about where uh, LSU is at as far as you know TJ Finley. That's a guy that I feel like that if you can stop LSU's run game and he didn't have everything else going right around him with special teams and the defense playing really well like they did against South Carolina, that was just every circumstance around TJ Finley was coming together perfectly to allow him to have success. And then Auburn took all that other stuff away and said, okay, we're going to make you beat us. And he couldn't do it. And I'm not saying that Arkansas is, is necessarily good enough to completely do that, but I think that they're, you know, to at least some degree they are. And I, you know, I, I question whether he'll be able to respond. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take the home uh, dog, two and a half points. I wish it was three. That made me feel even better. But I like two and a half because I think Arkansas wins outright. Um, so, so, so Hunter took. Who did you take, Hunter? You took Arkansas. Arkansas. Clint took Arkansas. I'll take LSU. <laughs> Switching the, things. The line up. movement. The line movement on this game has been crazy. Arkansas yeah. opened at two or two and a half. And then um, a couple of days ago, it, it got to pick. And then he went back on Arkansas. They were one and a half. And yesterday and today, um, clearly the money's come in on LSU because they've gone. It, it, the line swung for points. And that, to me, I, I just wonder, because I, I, as I was looking at it, I was like, okay, what could be the reasons behind that? And I started looking in to see if there was some you know, uh, COVID issues or something with Arkansas, or did they have some opt-outs, which I wouldn't, don't know why they really would at this point. But um, the only thing that I could think of, uh, it, maybe people know something that I don't, the right people know something that I don't, which is very possible, or it could just be the fact that everybody's looking at reigning national champions versus winless Arkansas from last year and saying, I mean, you know, it, there's just no way that Arkansas is going to be able to beat LSU less than a year after where these two programs were at. So it might be a name recognition thing. Uh, I, I don't know, but I still feel I've liked Arkansas and I've liked their ability to, to cover spreads. Um, I think Georgia might be – no, uh, Florida did last week as well. But I think besides those two, I think Arkansas has done very well against the spread, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I feel pretty good about Arkansas. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. All right, next game on the list, number six. So, so just – just uh, so you two took Arkansas, and I'm being Ed Orgeron are in the same boat. So there we go. 
<laughs> Next game on the list, number six, Florida is going on the road to take on Vanderbilt. Florida is a whopping 31.5-point favorite. I'll go first on this one. That's a huge number, uh, you know, having to go on the road. And Vanderbilt can actually be a problem. Uh, I love the future of Ken Sills. I think he's going to be one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the SEC in the next couple of years. I just worry about the consistency of the weapons around him. Cam Johnson actually has been a pretty good receiver for him, but – they just don't, you know, you talk about if they still had some of those weapons from from last year. Um, what was his name? Jared Pinckney, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Kalijah Lipscomb. I would have loved to have seen those kind of weapons with the Ken Sills at quarterback. I think that would have been really fun for Vanderbilt. But with all that being said, uh, with all that being said, I, this is where I've kind of had a hard time. Dan Mullen seems like the type right now to just be in run it, run it up mode, but he doesn't really need style points at this point because it's, you know, it's not really going to help uh, Florida. You lose again, you're out. You're not going to the college football playoff. If you beat Alabama, as long as you win all those other games too, it doesn't matter how you look, you won the SEC championship, you're going. So, you know, style points at this point that doesn't really help uh, Florida at all. So that kind of makes me wonder – are they really worried about completely, you know, showing out and blowing out a, a Vanderbilt team? And that's why I've had a really hard time deciding. But Vanderbilt has let me down so many times this year. And I want to pick them so bad, but i got to try to learn from my mistakes. And so I'm going to go ahead and give up the 31 and a half points in the road. I don't like it. I know I'm going to end up being wrong on this, but Vanderbilt's let me down just one too many times this year. So I'm going Florida. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the exact same thing about Vanderbilt. I was like, yeah, man, they, they really – they just – Kill me, and I guess I'm just picking the wrong game. They're three and three against the spread. They've covered their last two games, but I think I quit picking them when they started covering. Yeah, me uh, too. This, th- so, so that makes you feel worse. But you know, you can miss every time, but but they are three and three against the spread. It's not like they they're letting you down. It's that I just hadn't figured out their trend correctly. Um. So, uh, and it's tough this week, just just because of the size of the number. Um, ridiculous as it may seem, um, I'm going to take them here uh, with the 31 and a half. Understandable. Um, I'm going Florida. I'm going Florida. They're going to score too many points. Okay, so yeah. their, off- their offense is just looking really, really good lately. So I'm going to go Florida. It's a lot of points to give up, but I've kind of reached the same conclusion. I I keep thinking, you know, with the way that they beat Arkansas, and I think Arkansas is a much more complete football team across the board. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily 31 and a half. I think it might have been like the high 20s as far as what they beat Arkansas by, but Arkansas has been a a very good football team this year. 28, 63-35. Yeah, so not quite that 31-and-a-half point line that's like in this one, but I just I compare the two teams, and I think you know it's possible it, just because one team looks really good one week doesn't automatically mean that they'll look as good the following, but I feel uh, confident in Florida's ability to put up some points. I just hope that defense can do enough to keep uh, Vanderbilt from you know getting some kind of backdoor, you know, because that's exactly what Kentucky did. At one point, Kentucky was up 17 points. I think it was an 18-point line. I kind of and it was in the fourth quarter, like mid, well, still pretty early in the fourth quarter. But I remember thinking, you know, I'd uh, I'd pick in, uh, Kentucky minus 18. I was like, well, that's definitely not happening. I don't see a scenario where uh, Kentucky puts more points on the board. But come to find out, 
scores two late touchdowns and they, you know, the Wildcats only win by three. So something like that could end up happening with the way that Florida's defense at times has given up points. I don't like taking Florida. Like I said, all signs to me point towards Vanderbilt, but I just am like, you know what? My gut's been pretty garbage this year. So if my gut's telling me Vanderbilt, I'll just go the opposite way and, you know, we'll see. But all right. So next game on the list. So so y'all are, y'all are both Florida and I'm Vanderbilt. Yes, yep. the last couple uh, of games right. are going rogue. Good, good, because I hadn't picked Vanderbilt right all year, so I feel I feel really good about this one. <laughs> uh, I got to be honest, when it seems like when me and Hunter are on the same page, and you go the opposite way, you end up being right way more than you're wrong. But, I don't know. For sure. I, I I've been wrong on Vanderbilt every time. The safe the safe thing to me would be for me to just jump in with y'all and take Florida. But what fun is that? I'll I'll take Vandy and and a. Truckload of points that I could probably spend it at Kid Rock's place in Nashville after the game. So. <laughs> All right, next game on the list. Tennessee is going on the road to take on number 23, Auburn. Auburn is a 10.5-point favorite. Cecil, who you got? Uh, I like Auburn. And, you know, without getting into all the trends, and who's, I, I just think Auburn's playing well and Tennessee's not. Um, so uh, I'll – I think Auburn's got their offense clicking ten and a half good many points, but um, I'm taking Auburn here. If this was at Tennessee, I'd probably feel a little bit differently about it. But and I've seen this line as low as nine and a half and ten, and I wish it was still there. Uh, that hook has me extremely nervous, and I don't know why. More probably because you know Tennessee's defense at times has been pretty good, and I completely agree with you with where Auburn's offense is trending. Uh, I think they're starting to figure some stuff out. Hey, you can send Anthony Schwartz deep and hit him, uh, you know, stretch defenses vertically. You can, you know, uh, kind of ride Tank Bigsby and then use those other guys as more complimentary options. You can allow Bo Nix to use his legs um, on scripted runs, things like that that are really starting to click. But, you know, I, it's like I said, if this game was in Knoxville, I would probably 100% be taking Tennessee. But I'm going to go ahead and put my faith, and I don't like this, but I'm going to put my faith in Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris and Bo Nix, and I think they end up covering that 10.5. But I really wish I could get it at 10. But I'm going to take Auburn as well. Hunter, who you got? I'm going rogue. I'm going Tennessee. I'm differing from my normal always picking Auburn. And I don't think, I don't think Tennessee's going to win, but I could, keep, I could see them keeping it low scoring. Um, I like that it's 10.5 and not 10. So, yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. Sounds good. All right, last team. On Hunter, Hunter, Hunter is vaccinating himself against the uh, Auburn win, but don't cover that. Yes. That um, happens so often to Hunter. And 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 if next week, if when you know Auburn covers, I'm gonna be real mad about it. But <laughs> but that'll be perfect to set up into Auburn hate week. Then there you go. Just one more thing. Yeah. All right, last game on the list, the big one. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to pick. Alabama, um, or an Alabama game, not necessarily Alabama, but Kentucky going on the road to Tuscaloosa, taking on number one Alabama. Alabama is a whopping 30-point favorite. Hunter, who you got in this one? Man, I don't like this game. I don't like this line. I don't like any of it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Kentucky. I just don't – I think that line's really big. And the week before the Iron Bowl – I realize it's, you know, our guys haven't played in two weeks. We should be ready, but I, I'm going to go to Kentucky. So, uh, what about you? K- Kentucky really hadn't been 
given up a tremendous amount of points. I gave up 42 to Ole Miss, but that included seven in overtime. So that they hadn't given up more than 35 in regulation. Now, it, it would concern me if I were taking Kentucky that, that one of those 35s was Vandy last week. Um, but the point being, they, they've been pretty solid defensively. And, and nobody's put any kind of 30-point whooping on them. Now, they hadn't played Florida yet. Um, and, and maybe the teams that they, they've played just hadn't been, hadn't been good enough. Um, it's a lot of points, but I'm just going to take Alabama and, and, you know, playing at home and having the layoff, and, and I'm just going to take Alabama here. So this is what this is kind of my, my thought process with this game. A, Kentucky's defense has been really good at creating turnovers. Alabama is coming off a two-week layoff. That could help or that can hurt. We really don't know. Um, but I do think that Kentucky's going to be able to have enough success running the football, maybe not a ton of success. I'm not going to say they're going to run all over Alabama, but I think that with their you know veteran offensive line, deep stable of running backs. You got Terry Wilson who can do some good things as far as his legs are concerned. He played really well against Vanderbilt last week who doesn't play well against Vanderbilt, but um, you know, point still stands. I think that they can control clock enough to try to limit what Alabama, the opportunities that Alabama has. And, you know, I, I, think that with if you have an opportunistic defense that can create turnovers if you can you know force a fumble or pick off mac jones if you can uh you know control clock as much as possible to limit the possessions that alabama has i think that it's very possible that kentucky could uh end up covering this line now granted with alabama's elite offense there's really no point spread that is completely unreachable I would not be shocked if Alabama won by, you know, a lot more than 30. I could see them win by 42 or 45, but I just, you know, I think that the way that Kentucky's built yes. and the makeup of their team, you know, lends itself to be able to have enough success to cover this line. And it might take some kind of late backdoor touchdown. Alabama's up 34, 35, and they score to win, you know, Alabama wins by 27 or 28 or something like that. I could totally see that being a scenario as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kentucky. Uh, but you know, I, I also wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. We're gonna get screwed on since we're going rogue on these last three. <laughs> yep, yeah, I get we up. You know, I don't know. No, nobody's come close to beating Kentucky by thirty all year. But I just, yeah, maybe they're due. All right, well, that's gonna do it for yet another episode of the Bama Beat Podcast. <laughs> this has been fun. Uh, we weren't able to do it last week. Glad we're back in here in the lab getting some stuff done. Uh, so we'll see how yeah, this, all- this was a fu- this was a full length edition this week. So yeah, yeah. we didn't. Yeah, we, we gave them their money's worth this week. All the money they spend. <laughs> Listen to us. Let, from an entertainment standpoint, we'll see if we gave them their money's worth on Sunday when they uh, when they make that phone call to uh, tote up the wins and losses. As, as a favor to us, buy buy Wickles and HomeFieldApparel.com promo code BamaBeat. Absolutely. Yeah, like Hunter said, another episode of the Bama Beat Podcast brought to you by Homefield Apparel and Wickles Pickles. And tune in next week when we pick the Alabama versus Auburn game. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty big game coming up. Looking forward to that. All right, you guys take care. All right, later, guys. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.
listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.